this is Trevor. Sorry, I can't come to the phone right now, but if you leave me a message, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Trevor, call me back. All right. Well, we got to talk about uh, the greatest day in Vancouver Canucks history, and that was yesterday. For real. For real. For real. You know it, and I know it, and they all know it. That was, again, the greatest fucking day in Vancouver Canucks history. I felt happy for once. I felt rejuvenated. I felt inspired by the athletes in Vancouver. It was, it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Begsy, call me back. Good morning. Begsy, thanks so much for calling me back. I've been thinking about this conversation for the past, uh, I would say, 14 hours. First of all, how's it going? Yeah, it's not going too bad, man. It was uh, it was nice to have a distraction from uh, the gloomy state of the Canucks yesterday with, uh, with the Deans and the Wolves going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, 100%. That's probably, that's probably it. That's the greatest day in franchise history, isn't it not? <laughs> I mean, I would say that... Um, it is. It is. 2011 victory. I, I, it is, dude. I don't know. It the is. 20, the 2011 victory over Chicago gave me probably a bit more happiness dude. than the Hall of Fame. Dude, your standards but are low, That's dude. just me. Come on. It's, it's, it's the Hall of Fame, and then it's like the Stanley Cup, right? When you're, when you're growing up, wanted to be a hockey player, and I could probably speak for a lot of the Hall of Famers already in the Hall of Fame. They think about, A, winning the Stanley Cup, then number two, making the Hall of Fame, you know? Like being a fucking legend. And there you had three Vancouver Canucks or two and a half Vancouver Canucks going in to the hall all at once. And it's like, whoa, well, what are the chances? It's kind of ironic, isn't it? With the state of the franchise and then having all that happen. Because again, it was all that. It was the Sedin twins. It was, it was Luongo. It was, it was a lot. It was, it was a night to celebrate Vancouver and accomplishing being somewhat sort of kind of really the best at something. And that's what those three were at one point. You know, Luongo one of the best, if not the best, goaltender in the league at the time. And Henrik and Daniel in back-to-back years were the best players in the league. So it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's the greatest day in franchise history. Yeah, I guess I bring up Chicago. Like that moment that moment actually brought tears to my eyes when I uh, see Chicago. I, don't, I didn't cry yesterday. Yeah. But now the city is the longer reducted into the hall. But I completely see oh, where you you're didn't? coming from. You didn't? You didn't? Yo, I'm not going to lie. I, I feel I didn't tear up completely. Because I was at the studio, you know, motherfuckers were in here, okay? Like, they're, they're, the, they're in the back in KGB's room making music, right? So I'm watching it while I'm in the other room. And, dude, if I was alone in my bedroom, I would have teared up 100%. Because it brought me back to the good times, to escapism, to the best of times. Some of the best times in my life. Yeah, fair enough, man. No, and I don't want to take away from it. Cause it, is, it is arguably the greatest day in France's history yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just say it, just say it, Trevor, okay? Just say it is, okay? It is, bro, it is. It has to be, it has to be, it was, it was. I I really enjoyed everyone's speeches, I I did. I thought Henrik was the best spoken out of the three, and he was the best player, right, out of the three. Yeah, that's also arguable too, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know the the Athletic released their their NHL 99 of the best modern-day players, and they actually had Daniel ranked one spot ahead of Henrik, which I thought interesting, but... <laughs> Yo, are you serious? Come on, bro. Yeah. Come on, they fucked it. They, they must have had a lot of, like, East Coast influence. Come on. For real? Come on. Yeah. I, I think it's a toss-up, man. I don't think Henrik legitimately ahead of Daniel. I think it is a toss-up. 
but you know, because he's a captain, he was a primary playmaker. He gets most of the credit. But uh, mm-hmm. Daniel was a hell of a player in his own right too, man. So he was a hell of a player. I don't know. But I yeah, think it's, um, I think Henrik being but, the captain. I think Henrik also stating like when it, it was like the with those two, it's always like the littlest of things. Like where can you really find the advantage? And again, Henrik was the captain, quote unquote. Like you can argue if that's even a, a fucking like you can if you can bring that trade into this argument, but there was that, there was that stat about how, how many points Henrik put up without Daniel, you know, and vice versa. And that slight edge has to give it to him, man. Has to bro. Has to dude. Henrik dude, captain Henrik. Yeah. I, I think when I, when I watched the speech, I got, I got closer with Henrik through it. And I was like, Oh shit, this guy was really that motherfucker, you know, for real. And just, <laughs> just straight, straight class, yo, straight class. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, uh, I, I can't. I could make the argu- argument for Daniel for sure. I mean, Do both Henrik and Daniel were sublime pit playmakers. But Daniel had the edge in terms of being a better Ooh. sniper. So. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, okay, uh, that's, you're that's right. My main that's what all I got, dude. That's actually, yeah. You you could say that. You could say that. You could say that. Interesting, interesting. Roberto Luongo. He was also yeah, one of those members who got into the hall. You know, courtesy of his terrific goaltending and his story, man. His story is 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 full of a lot, yo. For real, for real. Roberto Luongo, and you can you can look at the accomplishments on the ice. I think he was really, really good in a lot of regular seasons, and he was spectacular. You could use that word. He was the best goalie in the league. You could definitely look at some of his playoff defeats. I know we always look at Boston, but we could argue that he was pretty bad against Chicago too when they needed him to be good. For real, yeah, for real. For real, his career was everywhere and how he left Vancouver and how he kind of revitalized his career in Florida for a bit and just the personality of Strombone, just one of the better characters in NHL history. Yeah, I and mean, I know I mentioned that when I wrote about uh, Sabine's a little earlier this week, but I, I feel like it's more among the older crowd, but like most people I talk to above the age of, let's say, 45, they tend to bring up the, the bad of longer more than the good. I mean, when you look at his career in totality, totality even in his career, the Canucks in totality, he's the best goaltender in franchise history. Of those three, he might even be the most uh, established uh, player. He might even be the best player of the three. Again, a bit, a bit of apples to oranges with goalies versus uh, forwards, but uh, Wong was a legend, man. No doubt about it. And um, yeah, really happy for all those guys. Like when you think of it, think, I thought of it this way too. You know, there's there's a few players in the Hall of Fame that you know were members of the Vancouver Canucks, but there's really only one. Pavel Bure, who was inducted based on, you know, what he did in Vancouver. The other guys like Matt Sundin and Mark Messier and Igor Lariano, it's a bit different. But, you know, the Canucks went basically from having one player in the Hall of Fame to four yeah. in the Stab of Fingers yesterday. So, uh, yeah. yeah, just a monumental day for the franchise. Yeah, monumental day. I remember growing up not understanding the game completely, but I always asked myself, like, why the fuck isn't Trevor Linden in the Hall of Fame? You know, when I was, like, super young, <laughs> super young watching the Canucks at six or seven or eight, just – wanting that wanting that for my team and now i'm you know almost close to 56 in this thing called life and the canucks don't have anything really to celebrate other than the players they have in the hall of fame they finally got something they finally got something am i right i think i'm right because you you just bought up pavel Berry too in the last couple of years the canucks have finally gotten something and that's uh <laughs> that's players in the hall of fame you know the standard is so low in this fucking city yeah it, it is what it is and the canucks are so 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 embarrassing and also, so in need of not making a coaching change. Why do they got to do it? It makes no sense to me. 
Ride it out. If it's bad, let it be bad. Blow it up and get a better draft position for real. Yeah, I, I don't really see much point in a coaching change right now unless – Yeah. But that's even inevitable, right? Like, <laughs> I'm not sure how many more games you're going to lose with Bruce Boudreau clearly not coming back next year as the head coach. So, I mean, I don't think it's – I don't know. I'm torn about it, right? Because I don't really think there's much point in bringing a new guy in and getting that, like, little mid-season coaching bump. don't think that makes a lot of sense. But, yeah. um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Jeremy Colleton and Mike Yo are both – no perfect tank commanders as well, right? Yeah. Colton was pretty shit in Chicago, and <laughs> you know, was tank commander in both St. Louis and uh, Philadelphia last year. So, yeah. And, and Mike, <laughs> I'm sure if uh, one of those guys were the replacement, they get the job done in terms of helping the team lose. And Mike Yo is in the room, so I feel as if if he's still there after a coaching change, it's not gonna. He's not gonna like push the needle that much, you know. The players are kind of already used to him. It's not gonna be that much. Yeah of a jolt and again it's it's so dark here we don't even want this team picking up dubs it's fucking november you know these are the boys representing <laughs> the city you know like they don't want to uh, they don't want to lose games bro but like we're just fucking wanting it like don't fire the coach even though he's not doing a great job right now because he clearly is it don't do it don't do it yeah. we don't want this team picking up any momentum we don't feel bad for the way they're feeling because i guarantee that that locker room is yeah that locker room's a dark place to be in and that's another that's another reason why they have to blow it up and change the scenery i can only imagine how those players feel going into that dressing room game in and game out and you're talking year after year you're just around losers bro you're just around losers you are you are yeah, that yeah. sounds super harsh but y'all playing something competitive that's that's you know you guys are playing games some of y'all are gonna lose games when y'all play in these games and you're just around a whole bunch of losers look i'm just i'm just going off man fucking losers man Imagine all your friends were losers. Imagine if you just walked into work and everyone just lost. Like, they were just bad compared to the rest of the market. Right. Game in and game out. It's just, it's a dark place. And then you have to hear people like us talk about them. You know? Fuck, dude. That's crazy, yo. Yeah, so yo, I'm this... glad we spent 78% of this conversation talking about the Dean's long. So those are the good times, man. What, what do we do when we get all we reminisce the good times, turn out to reminisce the bad times? Yeah. Yo, this, this city needs Connor Bedard, and they deserve Connor Bedard, for real. Let's go. 100%, man. Make it happen. I know there's still, what, 60-plus games to go, oh but my God. the it dream is like alive. This... <laughs> Yo. I can't believe there's 60-plus <laughs> games left. There's like 66 games left, if I'm correct. Yeah, we're one-fifth one of the way through the season. <laughs> Yo. <it feels laughs> 80% like, of the season to go. It feels like they're on game 67, for real. Yeah. It does feel like it. It feels like we're already doing the death march. We're not really even around the quarter pole. Oh. <laughs> this is... Yeah, yesterday was the greatest day in franchise history. Hands down. It was, man. And you know what? And on an even better note, I'm going to the Fence Football Hall of Fame pretty soon. So oh, I'm dude. pretty stoked about that, man. Um, eight and two now. I won with oh, the of my quarterback oh, last week. Oh, my God. <laughs> you rocked it, man. I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. Okay, Thanks, man. man. Thanks, we'll man. talk about that more tomorrow. You're crazy, man. Peace. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe tomorrow we'll be discussing a Bruce Boudreau firing, who yeah. knows, whether we want it or not. Dude, if it happens, <laughs> we're not even talking about it. Nothing. Okay, <laughs> honestly, if it happens, because you know what? What's the, what's, the, what's the point of wasting our time talking about it? Because the guy was around for what? Maybe like nine or ten months? We're not doing it, okay? If he gets fired, he was never here. He was never here, okay? We're not doing cool, it. Right from Let's talk about yeah. some other things. Let's talk about our families. Yeah, sounds right. great, man. I got, right. I got lots of fun things to say, but exactly. everybody's going nuts right now. There you go, Tell man. Stories. Peace out.
Peace.